0: Hello, and welcome to the Nurse to Nurse podcast with Starshima and Kevin, the podcast for the nursepreneurs. Get ready for some straight talk on everything nursing and more. 20 years ago, 22 years ago, 25 years ago, we couldn't do this.
1: All right, everybody, welcome to the Starshima and Kevin show. This is the Nurse to Nurse podcast. This is Starshima. She's your star coach. Uh, My name's Kevin. Just a regular OR in the shit. Welcome to our podcast. Today we're going to be talking about emerging technologies in nursing, enhancing patient care. Starshima says she don't fucking like this topic. She it's kind of boring and shit, but I like it only because I think we need to understand where nursing is going and how technology is going to take us there. So I just want to say welcome, Starshima. I hope that you had a good week and stuff. Today we're going to be delivering this topic that you talked about, emerging in technology. So. I have four things, predictive analytics, mobile, robotic systems, and AI for decision clinical support, and telehealth with remote patient. I know it don't sound interesting, but it's important because it's the way of the fucking future.
0: You are right. And I know that I said it's not fun. I think just when it comes to like tech sometimes we just kind of cringe but i know that it is really really
1: hold on don't fucking put we in there okay (laughs) i'm sorry Uh, i'm projecting
0: (laughs) well i think i got some nurses who are on here with us that can agree with me but i really ass fucking nurses (laughs) No, we're fully embracing it but one thing i love is really how these different innovations that we have um, that are coming in that we're going to be delving into today It's really talking about how we disrupt healthcare. And and you know, for me, I'm a big disruptor. And hopefully you got our keys ready, but a disruptor in healthcare. I'm
1: gonna text fucking Katie because if Katie don't get her shit together, we're gonna fucking go somewhere else. Okay, well, text Katie.
0: It's really about reshaping our patient experiences and paving the way for a brighter and a more efficient future. So with that, you know, I say, yeah, I kind of resisted a little bit, but when we think about it on the big side of things, we need to embrace it. Because it really is changing the way that our patients get to experience. And let's just be honest, our landscape is different nowadays, y'all. Like, we can't go into do nursing that we did 20 years ago with today's market. It just isn't going to happen. So let's
1: just well, the, the adapt thing to the times. You know, the thing I see in today's healthcare is a little bit more challenging. It's not, it's not that it's hard. It's just time-consuming. Is that they want us to fucking charge so much. I don't know if they want us to charge so much because they want that and stuff, whereas it helps them with their funding. I'm sure it's both. Mm-hmm. But you're spending more time charting than you are with the patient.
0: Yes, um, absolutely. I
1: know there's a big push right now, and I, I've been pushing this a long time. I don't even know why the fuck we didn't do it 20 years ago, but why are we doing like what doctors did and, and dictate our nurses notes and dictate what we do so they can put that into the system for us so we're spending more time with the patients that are the computer shit that I don't get
0: but you know what Kevin and y'all gonna we're gonna document and we're gonna time stamp this and it's this oh. gonna be on the podcast I think in the future here in the real real close future it may sound a little bit eerie and scary but no. I think that we are going to be doing minimal documentation and I think artificial intelligence is going to take over for us
1: when like wanted, yeah that's why I wanted to talk about this because that's one of the topics AI for clinical mm-hmm. decision support that's exactly what it is yeah.
0: You know, I think about you when you're making all your merch, right? And you're going and you were creating these images. And I don't know what you was telling your AI machine or what app you were using to be able to do it. But they were generating all these like images. How dare you? Well, (laughs) I learned with AI (laughs) that, you know, I know AI is smart, but AI is not quite as smart as us quite yet. So we have to teach it how to be smart, right? Which is going to be crazy what the future looks like because it's going to grow so rapidly. Is that we have to teach it a little bit so you were creating these images and i thought it was really cool you had all these different women nurses and i know people had different opinions about yeah, the things that you were generating you know
1: <laughs>
0: some were upset the way that women were portrayed and that's really fair as well i think i looked i mean we want to make sure we're portrayed right in the world you know and especially you as are. being a nurse that's we're not definitely. always sexy with our boobs up cleavage showing when we're showing up to a job sometimes it's gritty it's dirty we want to depict that part of it, whereas the men may say, well, she's cute today in the figs, you know, I, whatever I, that looks
1: like. <laughs> I had women say that same thing. But this is where women have to understand. I didn't make those pictures to belittle you. I'm telling you what people see in you. This is what mm. patients and nurses, whether you're men or women, this is how they see you and stuff. I, I wish I could remember her name. If, if any of my uh, ENA people that are from San Francisco of North we went to a trauma conference and there was a lady who had a speech about uh, nursing, like Nurse Cratchit and uh, all the different nurse role models and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she specifically talked about that because that's how people still see you. There's a lot of comments on TikTok where they say, oh, nurses just give Tylenol and wipe ass. That's all you do. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to be literary. I'm just, And I typed this stuff into the machine. Mm-hmm. This is what I said. I said, I want a strong, beautiful nurse. Mm-hmm. Who's going to, I don't remember the exact word, but I want a strong, beautiful nurse who's showing, who's in the emergency department showing care for a patient. And right. that's the damn picture it generated shit. So don't right. fucking blame me. Blame AI.
0: <laughs> right. Blame AI. But it's just, yeah.
1: Yeah, but I mean, that's what AI saw too.
0: Right. So you think about that you put something, I mean, I won't say it's not minimal information, but it was kind of generic, right? It wasn't as specific, but a little bit, you know, to the point of what you needed. And look how AI interpreted that and was able to generate that. Think about in the next few years here, I would say five to 10 years of what it's going to look like and how AI is really going to disrupt the healthcare industry and how our patients experience them. I can really see that AI is coming in with these massive data sets because we're going to make it so sophisticated here in a few, like we're learning about it, we're understanding how to use it and these algorithms are going to come up and they're going to be able to analyze. You're going to be able to take a picture of a wound and they're going to be able to tell you how to treat it, how to clean it, how to do all these things, right? How to Probably get early, in, yeah, early and accurate diagnosis. And I don't mean to, like, I'm not giving TikTok credit. They're not a sponsor here, but I was looking, and I don't believe in it. But I thought it was really interesting how they have this filter that when you push your phone, that is supposed to go over as AI generated, and it's supposed to tell you where in your body there is a disease. You yeah. see that filter yeah. on TikTok? I'm sure no, it's but- not. as Go ahead.
1: Yeah, but just so what you're talking about, I sent you a link in there. It says ChatGPT found a diagnosis that 17 doctors missed over three mm. years. Yeah. So they healed the boy. ChatGPT diagnosed a boy so he could get treatment he needed. This is a story that just came out. It says he was in pain, grinding his teeth, dragging his legs, and no, none of the doctors could fucking figure that shit out. Mm-hmm. They typed it in into ChatGPT, and within fucking minutes, they already fucking got the diagnosis.
0: Absolutely. So I think that this is, you know, I know it's hard for us to really wrap our mind around it, but I really think AI is going to really, really be, it's going to be disruptive in healthcare is in a disruption. It doesn't mean in a bad way. Disruption is like, let's change the way we're experiencing healthcare. Let's help more people. Let's have better outcomes. And I agree, we're going to have AI algorithms. You know, we have algorithms now in healthcare, you know, in the ED, person, septic, we go through this algorithm, right? We come in, you got an appy, we go through this algorithm. So we're going to be able to accurately diagnose people sooner. Like that's powerful.
1: It says right here, they're going to change like MRIs, x-rays. You know how we use radiologists? Mm-hmm. They're using AI-powered diagnostic tools to read mm-hmm. the fucking x-rays and, and diagnose instead of people.
0: Oh, yes. I, I believe it. And, you know, these massive learning machines is really, really going to help anticipate how many patients are going to come in during flu season. You know, now we look at data and analyze it, but it's a person. So look at whatever our admission rates. Think about when it's admission rates. How many nurses do I need to have on board in particular all gonna,
1: seasons? All that's gonna go away because they have this. That's part of the one I told you the telehealth with, with remote patient monitoring. They're part to send out kids to everybody's house with remote monitoring for your blood pressure, heart rate. Right. Um, they'll have a AI robot or some kind of like we're on Zoom and stuff that will be mm-hmm. able to read you and tell you what you're having and treat you. And that's crazy. So Amazon was fucking drone your fucking medicines to your right. house and you'll never have to go anywhere. Shit. That's crazy. That's insane. Like, yeah, did you ever think?
0: Yeah. But the thing is, I know some people like they're listening is like, this is crazy. Like, what are you guys talking about? Like, but if we, what we miss is that there's been small little changes that's been happening for over two decades now. Like think about in the early 2000s when we all had to shift over to electronic medical records. Right. See, I was only nurse in electronic form you probably have nursed in paper for.
1: I did soap notes.
0: Right, you did soap notes. I'm like, I'm teaching my students about soap notes. I'm like, I don't know if I ever wrote a soap note. Like, I had to get a methodology of how I document to make sure I'm getting the clear information. But I'm teaching all about soap. Like, all right, yeah, you need to know about subjective and objective and all those things. But You need to
1: fucking use some soap to wash your ass and shit. Right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, let's give them that. But look at that. So just think about those EHRs and how they transform the way that we store data. Look at now how we can access data. Like that was a pure disruption because back in the day, I couldn't go to an app and I couldn't look at an app and get an email when the doctor has updated my medical record, my test results has came through. I'm gonna give you all an example of what this looks like where we never have had this before. I have an allergy to the Tdap, but this new organization that I'm going to work at it was a requirement. So with that, they asked that they needed a doctor's documentation for the um, exemption because of the allergy. So I messaged my doctor just as I messaged you a messenger. I messaged him like, hey, are you able to provide me this letter? They're stating that they need X, Y, and Z. He told me, book an appointment with me and let's discuss. I went right to an app. Well, I went right to an app. I booked an appointment for that. Follow- it was two days later. We got on a call for five minutes. Within 10 minutes of the call, I had the letter that I needed in my online app to submit to the organization. 20 years ago, 22 years ago, 25 years
1: ago, we couldn't do this. I know, but all I heard out of all that shit you just said was a doctor was too fucking lazy to type up a letter and get you right there. Why don't they have pre-typed up letters mm-hmm. where you can just submit it in the same app you're making an appointment? Right, you can just type in what you need, and it'll fucking generate it for you. Why do you got to go see the fucking doctor for this? Well,
0: I think that, in his fairness, I think I what How I admire. Spend
1: with that motherfucker. With I that, like five minutes, but look at exactly. in fairness, he you didn't generate three hundred books.
0: Yeah, but the, I, I, I FTP. respect that. Yes, I, I respect that.
1: I don't FTP.
0: <laughs> no, but listen, I think I noted an honorable thing. I see your perspective, but I looked at he wasn't with me when I had the allergic reaction. 10 years ago he didn't know he sees an allergy on my chart but let me talk to you and let me get what is an understanding of what is an allergy he knows that i'm a nurse but he didn't take what i would say to him and then write a note i respect that because i think that he just didn't take my word and write me a note he's like hey when we got on the call what is the reaction what's going on you're so
1: naive you're so i'm not naive i just want to see the the goodness in people right that's you're just like fucking Miss Pat. You're so naive and shit. All he saw was a chance to get a fucking bill and shit to charge your fucking insurance.
0: Well, I got a, I got an HMO, so they can't really
1: make too much money off of themselves. No, you know? but it's just crazy and shit that you can't just yeah. get a damn letter for what you want. Yeah. Stuff so I did crazy. That's all.
0: But I think Let's so. In the back. highlight of this,
1: uh, with this, and I'm not I'm not
0: going against you. We arguing, y'all. We de- we debating, and all arguments aren't bad arguments. But on my perspective, I really feel that, I feel like I'm yelling. Am I talking loud? No,
1: you're not yelling. you yell yelling at me all you want. I'm used to okay. it.
0: No, I feel like my mic is loud. I'm sorry. With these electronic medical records, and I think the way that we're storing data of this disruption that happened over 20 years ago, I feel like I've had a more coordinated care experience and my care is a little bit more efficient. I really enjoy being able to have my doctor at my fingertips, my pharmacist at my fingertips, my diabetic coach at my fingertips. I think that's pretty magical. So I love the disruption. It's changed the way that I've
1: experienced healthcare. My healthcare experience is way mm-hmm. different here. Mm, okay. I didn't have health insurance forever because Ms. Pat loves me so much that she quit the damn teaching job. With. We had great insurance. Uh huh. She came here to work full time so we could build our business. And yes. because of that, we lost our insurance. Mm. For insurance for our family of six, it's $3,000 a month. And we can't yeah. afford that shit. We make less now than we did when we worked as a nurse and a teacher. So mm-hmm. we can't afford 3000 bucks. So what I did is I went to my doctor and I said, is there a program that you have? So I pay her 65 bucks a month. I can see her as much as I want. I can text her on my fucking phone. I can text her on the fucking mm-hmm. email and shit. I can telehealth, Zoom with her and shit. Whatever I need to her, she doesn't even hesitate. I don't have to go in for a stupid appointment to... Get a fucking letter and shit. If I wrote it right now, so I need a fucking letter saying I don't want your COVID vaccine. She'd fucking give it to me. Nice. No questions asked. That's awesome. And I'm not saying don't get your COVID vaccine if you want to get the shit. If you don't want to get the <laughs> shit, not, don't get political and shit. So, why well,
0: are, are you telling me? Because you know I don't have a vaccine. So no, no, I don't get. Oh, okay, it. Like, I, I'm like
1: <laughs> so I'm, in, in all transparency. I did get the first one and second one when, you know, all the shit was going on. Cause I'm fucking 50 some years old. I mean, mm-hmm. fuck it, I'll take it for the team to see what happens to shit. Right. But when they started saying that you need a fucking this booster and this booster and like 10 more boosts, I'm like, fuck that shit. Right. That tells me already y'all don't have your shit together. So I'm not going to fucking do that. I did get my flu vaccine this year cause I get uh-huh. it. I get it every year, even though I'm not in the hospital cause y'all motherfuckers bring me shit all the time. Right. But I'm not a big person on meds, Like I don't want to take meds. I hear you. Absolutely. Well, that's, you, I mean, it's preference, I you know? Years, well, I spent 12 years in the Army, and they fucking stabbed us with all kinds of shit, and I don't know what the yeah. fuck they put into me. Yeah.
0: You know, it's really interesting, because most people will say, like, hey, you guys are nurses.
1: Like, no. you appear to not believe in, you it's know. I don't believe in science, but I don't know about this mRNA science yet. I'm still studying. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I, I took the motherfucking shit for you, bitches. <laughs> I'm just not taking five and six, seven more doses until you right. figure out what the fuck is going on. Shit. I'm with you on that. Definitely, for sure. I'm going to back up, though, because since you're talking about analytics and all that and mm-hmm. technology, I did find out that, and I already knew this, but people 65 plus years or older. Right now, we have 101 million, but it's going to get to be 150 to 200 million by 2050.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in the generation that's less than 55 years old, your generation has shrunk by 10%. Mm-hmm. So like 25 to 35, 25 to 40, y'all motherfuckers ain't fucking and shit and having kids. <laughs> it's true, though. And then yeah. we're fucking, we're not dying. We're living longer. Yeah. And so it's going to be the perfect storm because who's going to take care of
0: them? Yeah.
1: And y'all don't want to. Like, I have a student who came in the other day. She's like, no, our generation ain't like, fucking. We only want to work one or two days a week. Yeah. So who's going to take care of these old people
0: mm-hmm.
1: so i looked it up i already knew this before because i've been studying this technology for a while because i'm a geek and shit when it comes to technology have you ever heard of a japanese robot nurse no so you should google it japanese robot nurse they got a bear robot that lifts patients and carries patients but they also have a robot nurse that looks like a person that comes and talks to you and gives your medications so they have a machine now they're working on that can draw your blood Start oh, wow. IVs. So soon they're not going to what? Leverage as many people. Study. This was a study. I was in our notes and shit. This is a study that's from a hospital here in America. Oh, wow. that They did a study with with, with uh, nurse robots. They already have nurse robots in mm-hmm. America and they're studying them. 93% of people who interacted with the robots were satisfied. More yeah. satisfied than they were with the fucking human and shit. That's crazy. Why? It could be that they're meeting their needs. I don't know. What, what mean, do you think Leslie? I easily? think it's because not only are they meeting their needs, robots don't have fucking attitude.
0: Because
1: mm. a robot's not going to go like this. Can you see me on the camera?
0: Yeah, I can see you. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I get that shit in my class. Like, I teach LVNs, the IV class, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm probably one of your fucking students. <laughs> and I won't mention her name because, you know, I don't know her that well, but she was a pain in my motherfucking ass. <laughs> she wouldn't listen, and the whole time I'm trying to teach her. Like every five minutes, no shit, starts she. would look on the monitor, she's like <laughs> rolling her eyes, and I said, "Listen, stop fucking rolling your eyes me. First of all, that's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Second of all, that shows me that you're not willing to learn and listen. Mm-hmm. And this is not a test that you're fucking gonna just roll over and shit. Like this is something that right. you can learn. But robots will replace that fucking nurse, though.
0: Yeah, no, for sure." Definitely, definitely. So, telemedicine, just in your experience of like telemedicine and what telemedicine has done here and how it's transforming
1: um, healthcare. Stroke. Yeah. The
0: stroke. Mm-hmm. Remember, they used to bring that cart around when you didn't have a neurosurgeon on they, and they, they needed to. Do that. Yeah, they
1: still do, they? do that. Yeah. The only thing I don't like is they have that little, I don't remember what it's called. If you, everybody out there knows what it's called, it's a little robot that sits. It's a sitter and it has a camera yeah. on and shit. It's supposed to alarm when you see the patient getting out of bed. That one I don't really like because that doesn't, it's not going to keep the patient Mm in there. Now, if you had a robot that looked like a person that could sit with the person to say, hey, sit the fuck down, that would be better. But just a robot that's looking at you and it's a camera and somebody at a remote computer can see it, by the time you get there, the patient's on the floor fucking dead. Yeah. Yeah, that shit I don't like. But I think if you had a, you know, robot. Yeah, that is crazy. Katie says, we need to figure out the type of shirt you want what temperatures do we want? I don't know what the fuck that means.
0: Okay, we'll talk about it. So we've kind of right now at this point, we've talked about the different things that are happening within tech, which are absolutely amazing. And we went between both sides. So we talked about AI and how AI is going to come in and change and be learning machines and be innovative. We talked about telemedicine and Kevin has given you all his experience that we've talked about robotics and we've seen it from, like he said, passiveness lifting patients. I mean, the They're going to be doing a lot of things, and he talked about patient satisfaction with it. So, Kevin, let's talk about the revolution of patient engagement through things like health apps and wearables. Wearables is a big thing. I think I've gave some highlight around health apps. You can give your interpretation of that. But I think wearables, I'm really, really big on wearables, and I think it's because I have a wearable to some degree. Like an iWatch? I have an iWatch. I have smartwatches which monitors a lot of our things, that, like my heart rate. If I go into an abnormal rhythm, as you know, when I went into my rhythm that I had a few months ago, my smartwatch is what picked that up. And then I actually, as you know, I didn't have an EKG that showed me in that rhythm, but I did have a borderline EKG by the time I got there and I showed the doctor my rhythm. And surprisingly, that became my diagnosis without <laughs> any other things on top of that. But I love wearables. And looking at that, and when I think about another type of wearable that I have, if you all know about, and again, we're not being sponsored by them, but I just want to share about it. And that maybe, can go up to maybe things. Maybe we can be. Maybe we can be. But that goes back up to like other things that we do, like in robotics and automations, thinking about, I have a Libre. I'm a diabetic. So I wear a Libre. And this Libre has been absolutely transformational for me in how I experience healthcare is turn my diabetes all the way around from an A1C of a 14 to an A1C below a seven. And I believe, and I attribute that a lot to having the Libre on, which is a little discus that I change every 14 days. And all I do is get my phone and I just scan. So I'm not poking my finger. If you're a nurse who's out there, you know, diabetic, like it's dirty to poke. Yeah, right. And then the thing is, is like, you just... Are always on point around what your numbers are. So I think that those type of disruptions in healthcare and tech and AI and all these different apps that have come up have absolutely changed the way that we've experienced healthcare. I speak from a person, not as a nurse, but from as a patient who wears and benefits from these things. So, what are your take on those?
1: Yeah, I like that. I used to wear one. Probably the last year and a half, two years. I stopped in the last six months because me and Miss Pat fell off the wagon. When I was heavy in the keto and I lost all my weight, I would wear one because I would monitor what the foods did to my blood sugar.
0: Mm.
1: It would help me stay away from the blood sugar, like foods that spike my blood sugar. I stayed away.
0: Mm-hmm. In
1: order to lose weight and be healthy, they want your blood sugar to be steady. Mm-hmm. But when you take big spikes, your body goes crazy. doesn't know what to do with it, and then so it holds on to the fat because it think you're having a hard time. So that I would wear it. I like that. I took off my eyewash because I have a really low heart rate when I sleep. It goes to 25 and the fucking. 25. Yeah. And I watch. That's fucking, pretty low. <laughs> I know. But that's why I tell nurses, like if I go to the hospital, I'm like, don't you wake me up, bitches? Leave me alone. <laughs> do because, well, I took it all because when my heart rate would go to 25, the eye watch would vibrate to wake me up. And I'm like, fuck this shit. Like, why are you trying to wake me up? Let me die in my damn sleep and shit. <laughs> but it would tell me how much calories I burn and tell me how many miles I walk. I like that stuff. I think it's gonna. It's almost like Star Trek. I don't know if you younger people know what the fuck Star Trek is, but I think that we're almost there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if most people don't know what a quantum computer is. You know what a quantum computer is? Mm-mm, I don't watch I don't that like stuff. Computers. I don't like that kind of stuff. No, but you have to understand because quantum computing is here. They just mm-hmm. discovered the first quantum computer and mm-hmm. it's going to make calculations like so fast that they're going to be able to change things instead of weeks and months and maybe minutes to hours mm-hmm. a day. Wow. And people are going to be blown away and shit.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, just imagine like, look at AI, look how it's blown us away. People think like, Oh my gosh, you know, like these things are happening so rapidly, but the crazy thing is they've been in works for a very, very long time. We just haven't been
1: aware and right. woke with well, them, you know. Y'all haven't been, but I have. You have. You've been. You've been on it. You've I been it. on it. I'm a geek. Yes. I love this stuff. Miss Pat hates it like he, got, he Yeah. Doesn't understand. We almost got in a big fight when I probably ten years ago because I l- taught myself how to do computers. Nice. I, have a, I have a bachelor's in computer science and shit. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I spent up a lot of nights coding and shit. Like I, I never would sleep. She's like, yeah. You need to fucking put that shit away. <laughs> That's right, Ms. Pat, you tell him.
0: All right. So I think we talked about some really, really, really key things today. So before we close, I really want to leave our listeners with this thought. These technologies, they're not just tools, they are really bridges, right? They are bridges to patients experiencing a much more specialized or personalized, efficient, and compassionate healthcare. And I speak for that firsthand, nurses from The app that I wear to the iWatch, or not, I don't have an iWatch, a Samsung watch that I have to the apps of how I can communicate with my doctor has been absolutely transformational for me. And within the last few years has changed the trajectory of my health, right? Putting me on the forefront, creating a greater accessibility. And it's just been amazing. So as nurses, let's embrace these advancements with open arms, right? Let's integrate them into our practice to create a healthcare future that is not just efficient, but deeply patient-centered mm-hmm. and empowering. I think that that is game-changing, Kevin.
1: Mm-hmm. I do too, but oh, yeah. I think a lot of old nurses ain't going to embrace this technology because they hate it.
0: Well, they should try it for themselves. I think if we stop resisting and start trying these things before we try to implement them on our patients, we'll be much more sold on them. And then in that, we can recommend, and in that, we can have better experiences. like if you know, if I never coached anybody to make six figures, then, or if I never worked to make six figures, how can I coach somebody to do it? You wouldn't really believe in it as much. It wouldn't be as passionate for you. You couldn't speak to it. And in that, it's just, you get mediocre results, well, most, you know?
1: Most people don't like change and we are in the field. Our profession is a field of change. So if yeah. you're not willing to change, maybe you should change for the field.
0: I agree. But here we are. We got listeners here who are ready to embrace. The change, they're leaning in and we'll listening see. to us. They're we'll taking we'll our recommendations. See. And we're going to leave the minority of those who don't want to change. And we're going to take the bulk of them
1: and help change
0: healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> All,
1: right, All right, Kevin, right. Well, you can this send us out. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. It was nice talking. We'll see you next time here on the Starshima and Kevin Show, the Nurse mm-hmm. and Nurse Podcast. So I appreciate you guys. Peace, Peace out, y'all. Peace
0: out, bitches. <laughs>